Hello and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I'm Brendan White, your head chef for this evening and can be found often raiding pantries or on the socials at Brendan8Bits. And my sous chef on this episode is a fellow podcaster who you may have heard on the many, many fantastic podcasts put together by the Locked On Lads crew, such as the Man Cave and Locked On, a Tom Clancy podcast. He's also a fellow low and slow aficionado, budding eye racer, citizen of the stars, and just an all-around freaking good dude. You can find him on the socials at cal underscore au underscore and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash cal au. Calm Heinrich, welcome to the kitchen. What's cooking, my friend? Uh, thank you for having me, Brandon. It's um, great to be uh, get a seat at the table, man. It's um, an absolute honor. It's a pleasure to have you here, mate. I know uh, we share many, many similar loves and interests, yes. and uh, especially when it comes to things that go into our mouth and through our stomachs. So yes. it's just a natural fit. It's like hand and glove. You know, we go together like bacon and eggs, yeah. like tomato and cheese on a toasty. We're just we're just a match made in heaven. I'm excited to be talking life and food with you. But um, before we jump into the the usual structure of the pod, did you wanna did you wanna share some insights, maybe a bit of backstory, you know, enlighten the listeners on what you can be found doing and getting up to yeah. on the regular? Yeah, sure, man. Um, look, it, Cal, Cal, in a summary, is uh, the I'm basically a full time dad, full time engineer, casual streamer, part time content creator. Um, I've been hanging out with Wilco and McDad and Butters and the Locked On Lads now for what seems like, oh god, <laughs> decades, decades. <laughs> um, and that I don't mean any dispense, you know, any any uh, offense to that. We've got a great little crew there, a great little community, um, and we've done everything from broadcast at PAX to hang out at Ubisoft Connect, uh, Ubisoft Experience. Sorry, through to. You know, now we're getting into the as as you've seen, we're getting into the iRacing community now. We've got we've got stuff going on there, and and we are going to circle back and get back to our roots a little bit. And the OG boys are going to get back together again and start doing some stuff soon, hopefully. So, um, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Um, yeah, as I said, I I really just enjoy gaming. I've in, enjoyed the community. I've been enjoyed being part of the stuff that you guys have been doing as well. So, yeah, that's me. Mate, it's 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 a good story, and and the fact that uh, you guys are the only crew I know in the AU that's got their own iRacing team, like that's <laughs> that's some swagger right there. That's yeah. a big old flex. Like it's so cool, and um, yeah, if if you're taking paid sponsors, maybe we need to work out something to get a little bike cast sticker or an eight bit sticker on the on the back bumper of those cars. Mate, you can uh, negotiate with Wilco a uh, sponsorship package. The rates are incredibly good. In fact, I think they're um bordering on the uh the uh, low cost alternative so mate you uh yeah well my people will talk to your people we'll get something happening it's, it sounds great it sounds great but um <laughs> yeah you, you're a bit of a bit of a low and slow american barbecue guy like myself is there is there a go-to meat or um you know recipe or, or what you go to cook when it comes to when it comes to the smoke look um look i'm i'm i haven't got a smoke a smoker myself at the moment but i do enjoy the smoked meat i think a good a good brisket um cameras it's funny i'm i'm a cam baron uh, and 
Canberra's going very much the way of a lot of the stuff that's going in like the Melbourne food culture. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it good food, lots of cool sort of eateries and a few bits and pieces like that. So like a yeah, I don't know, man. A, just just a good slow cooked, well seasoned brisket, preferably pulled, probably on a slider or something like that. A bit of slaw. That's that 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 that, that gets me going. You, you really can't beat a good piece of brisket when you get it that that buttery tenderness and it just mm. falls apart in your mouth it's it's special and, and i miss unless it's reopened i remember um smoke like s-m-o-q-u-e that used to do the rounds in canberra yes got maybe a decade ago now they were they were pretty ahead of their time as far as american barbecue in in the nation's capital and absolutely they will be missed that's for sure yeah and, and look there's there's generations of things that are still floating around and and when braden was the, was it was a big deal and it still is a big deal but when the, that whole sort of food van culture was there which kind of now that it's been kind of gentrified a bit's kind of vanished a little bit i mean hopefully that'll come back in some form somewhere along the line and yeah like definitely Mm. definitely and there's there's still some really good stuff around but yeah um but uh no i need to we've just done redone the patio outside so the 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 barbecue situation's being discussed so i'll see what we can get uh get organized in that space most definitely you, you need something especially yeah. like um it, it's going to be tough with that cold cold uh canberra winter fast approaching but mm. you can still uh get that smoker going and maybe just stand around the smoker and maintain some warmth <laughs> that way as that meter <laughs> yeah makes its it. way to tastiness but that's uh it. yeah we're, we're here listeners with these one-on-one episodes it's uh Myself and Cal, we're going to be talking. I've got a series of four questions, and in between uh, question two and three, we're going to jump into a section I like to call "Shoot from the Hip." So, uh, the primary four questions, Cal's been vetted on. He's he's had some time to collect his thoughts and, and formulate some responses, but he doesn't have an idea on what the "Shoot from the Hip" questions will or won't be. But uh, we'll do our best to get this episode finished in 30 minutes or less. If we don't uh, get it to you in that period of time, fear not, listeners, because it's free. So either way, you are winning. But Cal, you got any questions, comments, concerns before we jump into question number one? No, man. Let's get the let's get the entree on. All right, let's go. All right, what food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to, and why? Well, as as we've talked about, I've become quite the avid listener to the podcast before, and so I'm a bit of a fanboy this thing anyway. And it's been a really good opportunity to reflect and. I know I've cast my mind over various food experiences and a lot of them are tied to travel and one particular one. And this is where I think I came to with this, with his answering this question is comes back to a trip I did back in 2019 and I got to go to Berlin and there was a, a pub that we found and it had on the menu, the proud Heinrich. Now I actually found the menu. I took a photo of it and it's a Berlin style fried sausage in a dark beer sauce served with cassis red cabbage and mashed potatoes it was um, somewhat a large sausage, somewhat um, a phallic in its nature. We took a photo of it. So read into that what you will. It was big. It was proud. It was, But it, more importantly, it was a warm, hearty dish. And I think that probably with a lot of, you know, good quality elements that had a good combination. And I think that probably without big noting myself way too much, um, provides yeah he's, he's probably the, the the dish that best describes who i am well, I, I think you're i think you're winning that question amongst all the other entrants we've had so far because you've got a dish named after yourself for one like that's that's a big dick swing in itself oh yeah not not even connecting the the dots as far as the phallic sausage and everything like that but 
I like that. Like like home cooking just hits differently. It's it's tried and tested. It's like a big warm hug. And mm. yeah, like every interaction I've had with yourself over the years, it's it's like that. You just got this nice homely, nice gentlemanly vibe and, and you feel good after consuming a bit of your time. So I'm assuming that's going to be the case Thanks, like man. this proud Heinrich dish. That's it. Yeah, no, it was a good feed. Absolutely good feed. And yeah, was felt content afterwards. So hopefully, hopefully after this, everyone feels that after this episode as well. I'm surely thinking that's the case. You'll have to send me a photo of this dish because I want to see it as well. But uh, maybe just let me know when you're sending because it sounds like it could be not safe for work. So yeah, if yeah. I'm, I'm around customers or something, I'll be like, just step over there for a second. I go look at this dick sausage. Anyway. <laughs> All right. The next question. What is your guilty pleasure or pleasures if you've got multiple? You can go as uh, specific or as broad stroke here as you like, Cal. But uh, yeah, what's your guilty pleasure? Okay. I've got, I came up with two. One is I could say somewhat healthy, although a little bit, um, a bit weird. And the other one is probably one that I, you know, really should be a little bit more mindful of just due to my <laughs> general health. Um, and the first one is, is that I actually enjoy eating raw mushroom. And what okay. I will do is if like, if we're having like pizza night at home or putting, you know, mushrooms in a dish, I'm the only one at home that eats mushroom, by the way. Um, I will deliberately buy more button mushrooms than I need. I will chop up what I need, put it into the dish, but then I'll eat them like an apple. I will just rinse wow. them off, get rid of okay. them. I know it's weird. Hey, but I would just, I love them. Like my, my daughters are like, what is wrong with you? You clearly got some kind of, kind of issue that needs to be resolved. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just, it, I, I don't know if it's the freshness or the, or just the, I don't know, the texture or whatever it is, but. Yep, slamming down a mushroom. Yeah, like it. I'm I'm not a big mushroom guy, so I can't I can't sort of relate directly from a mushroom perspective. Like I can if I'm having a pizza or something or some kind of dish like a beef stroganoff or something like that and there's mushies in it, I'll I'll weave them in and, and eat them down that way. But yeah, I don't think I could just actively just eat them <laughs> like chips. Like, is it the earthiness of them maybe? Uh, like because it's I got a weird so. like it's like a fuzzy soft bite to a mushroom yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's typically they're like the button or the champagne, or the champagneon mushrooms, not the you know the, the not. Big boys. I don't know if I could do the big boy or a shiitake or something. I think that would be a bit just a bit odd, but I don't know, man. It's just that I think it's the similar kind of feel to having like a fresh, like eating the freshness of like a uncooked carrot or a mm-hmm. capsicum or something like that, where you might just you know crunch into something. And go, oh yeah, that feels just has a kind of feel good value to it. I, I don't know. I've just. Yeah, I, I, I get you. Like, it's, especially it's, when you mentioned yeah. the, the carrots and the capsicums and stuff. Like, I love to eat fresh veggie and of, of all kinds. So, so maybe I just need to try a fresh mushroom. Maybe I'm going to like them more that way as opposed to cooked and broken down a little. So, yeah, I might buy some uh, some buttons next time I'm at, at the Woolies or the Coles, and uh, I'll report back. Yeah, man, give a smash. And uh, yeah, and then I guess the other one is um, for some reason, anytime I'm doing the shopping. Um, I feel like I need to reward myself by getting myself a little can of Coke, just a little 200 mil and a chocolate bar. And, it, and it's either a Twix or a Snickers. It has to have some kind of caramel caramel in, infusion in it. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's kind of my little guilty kind of, uh, you know, I'm just going to sneak this before I get home and just treat myself for a, you know, hard job well done or something. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, man. But yeah, I've had to um, just just... Just pair back on it a bit lately. Just, you know, because 
you go to the shops too many times and there's a few, a few tricks to get in if you catch my drift. So, yeah. that, that's what I was about to ask them. Like, if, if, you're going, if you're doing like a weekly shop, I think that's fine. But if you're yeah. like, oh, no, I've got to dip down to the shops again. I left the bread today. Oh, the tomatoes tomorrow, the mushrooms the next day. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, I get uh, it though. Like I, I'm, I love a good can of Coke. Like I, I grew up on it, like out of the womb almost. But um, yeah, I'm trying to just stagger the Coke consumption because it is anything but good for you. But I can also respect the hell out of the the two chocolate bars you mentioned specifically, as far as a Twix and a Snickers. They are, they're two of the goat tier ones for me. I adore Twix, Twix and Snickers, especially the white chocolate variants that are doing Ooh. the rounds at the moment. They are special, special candies. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I'm very much of the same with you. I did, although I didn't uh, didn't get bottle fed coke as a kid. Um, throughout sort of university, you kind of literally, yeah, you know, I, I didn't go the whole Red Bull route and the Monster Energy drinks. I literally just lived off the red stuff, and to the point where um, a girlfriend's mother at the time, I think it was cri- around Christmas time, she literally gave me a cooler and a six pack a can of six pack of coke, and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's just telling me something. Yeah, okay. I, I need to reevaluate a few <laughs> things right now. <laughs> on the on the coke front, like I guess it's sort of a lead in to shoot from the hip. What's your ideal way to consume a coke? Like, is it is it can over glass bottle over plastic? Like, what's what's your go to? Like, if you had uh, all three presented and you could have a straw or no straw, or pour it into a glass. What's your what's your ideal way of drinking a coke? Ideally, out of a glass bottle, without doubt. It 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 on you know chilled straight out of the fridge glass bottle nothing beats it um oh yeah close seconds obviously out of a glass out of a glass um ice no ice you know maybe a little bit of ice just to keep the chill um no straws no no thanks I'll, oh, see, I'll, I'll, i'm a straw guy straw I'm guy, a straw guy okay. in in everything whether it be glass like i'd go glass bottle first with a straw then yeah can with the straw and then the plastic bottle is way at the back because oh, yeah. it just tastes absurdly different but yeah mm. straw always and it's got to be plastic straw like plastic straws are hard to come by these days though so plastic or if you can get the rubber straws the reusables now oh, yeah. them over the steel straws and then followed lastly by the paper straws which are just shit oh yeah paper, paper straws are just yeah they're just a waste of everyone's time and resources yeah. it's yeah. just no i wholeheartedly agree yeah i know i think yeah we're on we're on we're on agreement i think just a hot summer's day cold Glass bottle of Coke. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. You, you really can't. And anyone that says otherwise is a fool. But let's uh, jump into this. All right, we are not answering, asking questions later. I'm going to ask them right now. But thanks to the Brothers Osborne for that tasty drop. But uh, yeah, shoot from the hip. I've got an assortment of questions that you haven't been vetted on. So I'm just going to throw them at you. And you've got to throw those responses right back. So just, uh, you know... Shoot from the heart, shoot from the hip, and aim true, and hopefully we can hit a right answer. So the first one here, Cal, sweet or savoury? Oh, I'm going to have to say sweet, I think. I've gone straight off the, the first first thought that came to my head. I think I think my sweet tooth would would, would uh, win out. Appreciate that. I pre- it's a tough one, and it's like, mm. it's like, you know, you're a family man. It's like, which child do you love more? It's like, <laughs> I love them equally, but, like, I've, I've got a... I've got a a question-based gun to their head right now, and, and you've lent onto the sweet. I appreciate that. All yeah. right, the next one. Are you a fussy eater? No. You give anything a go. I'll give anything a go, and, and it's um, if and this is a bit of a, a bit of a segue. I'm not a segue, but a tangent. Um, if you're ever traveling, and and it's been cool listening to the podcast and hearing all the sort of travel food stories, is that if you're ever in the country 
try their net like try something that's local don't don't fall into the into the trap of just doing the Maccas or the Starbucks or the you know the, the safe the safe bets I've had some of my coolest travel memories from just you know being with a local and going hey we're going to go to my favorite you know hole in the wall down the street or landing into into a country and going all right we're going to get something to eat where the hell we go and just finding some random place and having an adventure so yeah no, I, I agree completely with mind. that. Like, um, in, in a former life, at a, a two jobs back now, a guy I worked with, like part of our part of the company we worked for, they they flew us over to Germany for six to eight weeks of training, so oh, you get wow. indoctrinated and whatever else. And this guy, he's he's generic paint by numbers, white Australian fella, lovely lovely guy personally, but just does not get out of his comfort zone. And there was a Burger King around the corner from the hotel and he ate there literally like every night for six uh, to eight weeks instead of trying all the little pubs and the holes in the walls and the local cuisines. He was just getting his getting his Whopper every night and that was just him. And it's, it's such a missed opportunity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my current role, I've, I've, I've had, the, had the joy of actually, or privilege of traveling with work and, 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 and working with people in country and, and, you know, like going to Reiki bars in, in Athens or going and having like char-grilled mackerel when we were there and, you know, stuff you'd never eat in Australia. Um, and, you, and even there was one trip where we did a stopover in Narita and we went to some random, like we just, I don't know, Narita is effectively an airport town. It's it's nothing. There's not a lot there. We had no idea. We just walked down an alleyway, found, and what we ended up finding was like this Japanese restaurant. It was it had cold asahi on tap, which was unheard of in Australia at the time. Tatami mats, the whole nine yards. So we were the only Westerners there. We were literally ordering by pointing at stuff on the menu, and some of the food we had. I mean, I couldn't tell you what we had because. We just had no idea, but yeah. <laughs> but it was delicious. <laughs> oh, it was delicious, and we had such a great night out, and it was such a such a welcome feed after traveling for you know seven, eight, ten hours, and then you know well rested, well fed, straight on the plane the next morning back to off to off to Europe. So yeah, no, just anyway, yeah, could could talk all day about those kind of stories. So good, but yeah, you gotta you gotta get off the beaten track, get out of the comfort zone when you when you're traveling around the world. Don't go to the the usual meat and potatoes or the familiar dishes like yeah try those local delicacies because you're gonna have your mind blown for the most part and, and get some goddamn good memories off the back of it too that's right all right the next question what's one thing that you hate to eat that is universally loved um that's hard considering i've just said that i pretty much yeah. am not a fussy eater um hate to eat probably tomato i'm not a fan of the raw tomato i just i can have pasta sauces and you know really you know even even have had some really nice relishes and chutneys and bits and pieces with tomato in it sliced tomato even even like i could possibly negotiate my way through like in a sandwich or a toasty or something like that but on a salad or something put to one side just there you go no thanks man i'm i'm just not a not a raw tomato guy don't know why. It's 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 common. It's it's a common theme on this pod and, and even just outside of this podcast. Now a lot of people in the circles that aren't aren't a fresh tomato person. So so I get it. I get mm. it. All right. The next question. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Now I did hear this one in a couple of and I had to think about it. And I'm gonna give you two answers. The first one being is if it's store bought, as in down at the local the local Woolies, I would have to say it's the it's the Woolies hokey pokey. I'm a yes. quite the fan of that. 
Love it. Just, just yeah, like I mean, you guys have described it before, so I'm not going to go into detail with that. However, if I'm out at a, like a gelato place or an ice creamery where you've got that bit more option, I'm going to have to say something like a Ferrero Rocher style gelato. Ooh, There's a place okay. in Melbourne, uh, um, Bachi on um, South Bank. It's so good there. Oh, so man. good. <laughs> we, 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 I think we went there every night. I did a family holiday only back in January, and I think we went almost every night for dessert to Budgie and yeah, just chef's kiss, just beautiful. Yeah, you, you, well, you can put a price on on good good gelato or good ice cream, mm. but it's it's secondary to the flavor and that texture. And, and yeah, mm. Budgie nails it with all the all the options they got there. They're all home runs. So uh, yeah. God, now I'm salivating. All right, the, <laughs> the next question: Does chocolate belong in the fridge, the cupboard, or if you're a Satanist like John O'Peck, the freezer? We, we don't talk about John O'Peck's weird freezer <laughs> fetish. That's just not... Because he's just wrong. It's I mean, it's okay to be wrong. It's, it, it's just accept the fact and move on. Um, I'm going to say, and this is without sounding, without sounding like I'm sitting on a fence here, depends. So if you're in a situation at the moment, like if you've got a situation where you can't store it... Um, and it without it melting or getting soft and gross, fridge guaranteed. If you've got the right conditions, definitely in the pantry at room temperature. Um, there's there is something about having you know a nice cold bit of chocolate out of the fridge with that crunch. Um, but sometimes you don't want to muck around, and you just want to have, you know, you don't want to end up trying to shatter your teeth. You just want to have something that's, you know, nice and tasty and creamy. So I, I I'm I'm a bit of man of all seasons in that one. Mm. It's a perfect response. Like, yeah, you don't want to be ripping that chocolate bar out of the cupboard and it be melting in your fingers before you've even had a bite. But you don't want to be grabbing, at least me, I don't want to be grabbing that Twix or Snickers out of the mm. fridge and biting in and the car- the caramel's gotten hard. I like it when it's got a bit of soft and gooiness to it. I don't yeah. want that stiff bit of caramel. I don't want my, my insides to be hard in that bar when it's meant to be usually soft and yeah. texturally. You make a good point, actually, because dairy milk block, I'd probably say fridge, just to clarify my response. But if you want a chocolate bar, probably in the pantry for exact reason. Yep, yep. You you want the you want the assortment of texture. You just don't want mm. crunch from top to bottom. All right. The last question in shoot from the hip. It's a two parter. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite fast food chain? So we're talking anything that's national or global that mm-hmm. listeners from all around can listen. And go, yeah, I've tried that, or I can try that. And following on from that, what's your go to order from said fast food chain? Okay, so I'm going to claim something that I'm assuming is national, and that's Zambreros. Yep, that's fair. That Or Guzman and Gomez, if we're talking to trying to cover the whole of Australia. Um, and I'm going to go with two dishes depending upon the location. So Zambreros is the nacho bowl, which has got your nachos, your barracoa beef, your um, onion, just your normal, you know, fairly normal, normal, normal order, onion, um, salsa, um, not big fan of the guac on it, so and sour cream. So I usually, like, oh, actually, guac, yes, that sour cream, no. Um, and then the um, chipotle sauce, and it's just nice, nice, good, hearty, reasonably healthy dish. Um, and then if you go Guzman and Gomez, it has to be the burrito, and it's usually the the the, the beef burrito with your normal kind of accoutrements inside. Not nothing too spectacular there, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Zambreros, I don't know. I'm you know. Eastern states, it's pretty pretty prolific. I'm not sure if it's made it to the to the to the Western uh, semi-autonomous region yet, but um, 
Yeah, I, 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 that, that's, that's, that's my go-to. If, if I'm really picking at it, I mean, I, I like my hungry, uh, hungry jacks and and Maccas and and Dominoes like the next guy, but yeah, I just never, never regretted having Sambreros. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you in a similar mindset. Like Guzzi is consi- like same as like McDonald's and all those. They're, they're consistent. You, you know what you're gonna get for the most part every time you order. But Guzman is just. It's my favorite chain-based Mexican restaurant around mm. the around the traps, and there's just so many options. And yeah, those burritos just hit differently. Like perfectly sized, perfectly portioned as far as your your rice and your guacs and your beans and mm. whatever protein you're getting tossed in there. I like to add a little bit of chimmy mayo in mine as well, just to oh, get nice. a little bit more tangy and and zesty. Okay. But uh, yeah, I love Guzman. It's it's a special treat. Sombrero, I'm not a huge, huge fan on. I had some real bad experiences with it when I was in Canberra back in the day. The one yep. out at Belcon and gave me a bit of a uh, bit of food poisoning a couple of oh, times. Oh shit! Well, upset my stomach. I won't say food yeah, poisoning. Okay. I won't uh, throw them completely under the bus, but uh, <laughs> sort of had a little bit of a a lukewarm black mark through them. So Guzzi is my fair. usual go-to, but a lot of people like Sombrero. Maybe it's gotten better. Maybe I need to go back. Yeah, yeah. I oh, look. Yeah, forgive it. Maybe give it another go. But um, yeah, like like I said, it, it again. It's location specific. You know, if I'm if I'm in an area which doesn't have zambreros, I'm happy to go to to Guzzi's. Mm. And um, there's a really good Guzzi's in the middle of town. So yeah, um, whereas Southside where I am, it's usually it's more more zambrero territory. So yeah, you just you just need to be frequenting Kingsley's Chicken as often as possible because I can't <laughs> go there. I I adore Kingsley's Chicken. It, it's like something that's embedded in my dna like i had that ever since i was a kid as well and mm. growing up in cooma and my parents would drive to canberra for shopping trips or whatever and they'd come back from canberra buy us kingsley's chicken and it's like you know hour and a bit drive to get back home so it was stone cold by the time it got to us <laughs> it didn't care j- just diving into those crinkle cut chips and the gravy oh. and the chicken as a kid was just and i still adore it to this day yeah yeah it's something about those chips i don't know what it is it's 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 just one of those things it's just it, like it's like a farmer's unionized coffee from adelaide or uh you know it's just it's just tastes different and yeah. it can't be I, I, don't, I don't know what they do to them chippies and that gravy but yeah it is it is some of the best in the world that i've mm. you know i've ever had those that chips and gravy combo and yeah shout out unbelievable chicken and awesome chips there, <laughs> there we go i was gonna i wasn't gonna say it but you did i like it uh, I'll, I'll shill it as much as i can that brings us to the end of so we're going to jump into question number three here, Cal, and that is what's your f- weird food habit or habits if you've got multiple? Look, I think we've already gone through the weird eating of mushrooms thing. Um, so I've sort of covered that off with the with the first question. Um, uh, probably the only other one I'd probably have to say is on, a, on occasion, I, and, and, a, and it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a man-child thing to do, is I'll actually eat a dish like say a meat and three potato three three veg for example and i'll eat it like separately and i'll have the 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 like i'll leave like the protein or the what i see to be the the hero of the dish to the end mm-hmm. and i don't know what it is um probably changed a little bit since i've since i've grown up now but you know it always used to be a thing i'd always just circle the plate knock out the veggies first you know maybe go to the if there was you know potato or whatever go to that next and then yeah go to the steak last and enjoy enjoy every moment of it Interesting. It's, it's, it's a, it's a common one. it's a common answer I'm starting to get from this too is like where people don't like to mix mix the different flavors on a plate. They like to mm. just have outside of, you know, things that 
leaning to that, like curries and stuff where you're mm. mixing the rice and the, the dish. But when it is like, yeah, you've got a protein and then your veggie piece and your salads, they like to just sort of, yeah, work around that plate and, and save the, the special treat till the end. Mm. Yeah. And it may not necessarily be the protein. It may be like, you know, if you've got those those Kingsley's chips, for example, or the, you know, some, some kind of hero piece that you want just to like, you know, I'm going to reward myself at the end of this and just finish on a high note. I don't have the patience. Like any type of <laughs> any type of di- dish that's in front of me, I'm I'm mixing. Like if it's steak, I'll, I'll cut a bit of steak, ram a ram a couple of chips on the end of that fork or a bean or whatever. Yep. And I like to get all the just those little flavor combos just popping off. But also, I, I love the idea of yes, yeah, saving the reward to the end. But then it's not as fresh because it's been mm. sitting on the plate the longest. So like, that's there's a, a part point. in my brain like I eat fast, so it's still going to be fresh. <laughs> but I'm like, it's not as fresh as it could have been if I ate it right away. So I like to sort of. No jump around, around the plate yeah i just haul my way around the plate and just get a little bit of everything as we go <laughs> nice nice any any other weird food habits you want to want to share no man i i think i think it's the i think i've 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 shocked your listeners enough with the um the mushrooms i think that's that's probably the i think we'll just circle back to that it's both a yeah yeah i think guilty it, pleasure and a weird yeah, habit and a weird habit combined in one but you know what you're owning it you know yeah no, man no regrets you love a fresh mushroom mm-hmm power to you like i love a fresh tomato you don't we're we're all we're all getting what we want here we're all happy we're all satisfied and it's all tasty all right the last question of the podcast here what's your favorite food or dish so we're, we're sitting at the table right now and you're looking down and your dream dish is staring right up at you what is it you know is it a comfort food is it a is it a special memory is it a touchstone in time that you think back or is it something you eat on the reg like what's uh what's well your i'm gonna massive shout out to my darling wife um because it comes this comes straight out of her recipe book and it is homemade um cream potato with um a veal schnitzel lightly breaded lightly you know, golden brown cooked and the beans and carrot on the side no more no less and it is just mm. So anytime it's like a special occasion, what do you want for your, you know, birthday dinner, that kind of thing, that's that's the order. And it's just yeah. It, it it just never disappoints. I like that we've gone full circle on on question one to four where it's just <laughs> home cooking, yep. wholesome meals, simplicity, nice taste, you know what you're gonna get as far yep. as the the proud Heinrich sausage and then the uh the veal schnitty <laughs> with taties and veg. That's so it. this schnitzel, I dare ask. Do you put any type of sauce on this schnitzel? Like, do you do a lemon? Are you a gravy guy? Or just have it sort of bare back? Uh, just a little bit of lemon. That's it. Okay. No mess, no fuss. Particularly with the, with the home the home cooked one because it's it's thin enough that it doesn't need any kind of extra, you know, moisture or you know, it's not dried out in the middle or anything else like that. Um, it's it's well it's it's well cooked and you know breaded, so it's not that sort of pub style. Mm-hmm. chunky it's quite it's quite fine yeah it doesn't need anything more than that and you get plenty of you know sauce from the the um the the, the, the cream potatoes. potato my, my wife's cream potato it's like i i will literally die on a hill on this stuff it is yeah <laughs> it is the best so um yeah and then you got the you know the freshness of the beans and the carrots just to kind of cut through it a little bit and it's just yeah Happy to, happiness on a plate. Yum. I'm I'm feeling happy. I've never tried this, and I'm happy thinking about it now. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for a good schnitzel, especially a good mm. veal schnitzel. Like mm. veal schnitzel, when it's done right, is almost better than a tried and true chicken schnitty, in my opinion. Like oh, veal absolutely. is just it's a special special 
you know, we won't get into the, the back-end controversies and semantics about veal right now, but mm. um, it's tasty. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Especially with some lemon or a bit of gravy. I'm, I'm not upset yeah. if you go either or, but you got to, at least you said lemon. I was worried you were just going to say dry bareback. And I'm like, oh, it's good, but you need something on there. Um, the lemon's good. I mean, look, if you didn't have the cream potato, I'd probably agree with you, the gravy. Um, but you, just the both just doesn't, I don't know, doesn't trade well. I'm, I'm thinking about schnitzels. Schnitz delivers. What is it? It's one. I haven't had lunch yet, so maybe, maybe Schnitz is going to be feeding me today, and I'll be a happy man. Because <laughs> I also do veal schnitzel there. Oh no, they do yeah, beef. Yeah. I think they don't do beef. veal. Close. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Adequate substitute. Yeah. Well, Cal, that brings us to the end of the formalities here of these Bitecast one-on-one episodes. Is there anything you wanted to uh, shout out and share with the listeners before we close down this kitchen for another episode? Look, just a big shout out to um, the Locked On Lads in all its forms, racing, yeah. podcasting, YouTubes and everything. Um, you can look it all up on um, LockedOnLads.com. Um, yeah, there's the YouTube channel, the Twitch streams, the Facebook, everything. Um, look, we're a really great little community. Um we're all encompassing. We've got some really good content in there, both in the in our Discord and and on and and online as well. Um, yeah, we just like to create a safe, safe, welcoming, happy space for for everyone just to hang out and talk gaming and whatever else that comes up. Like you said, that we've got the the meats. We you know, show us your meat channel, which again, no phallic reference, but um, it's all not safe yet. for work. No, not yet. No, it's all safe for work. Um, you know, we've got a really good mental health bit in there. There's all sorts of really just cool content in there just to just to consume. So yeah, yeah, no, de- definitely listeners. Like not saying it because Cal's here, but they're they're genuinely some of the best people in this space so uh yeah you're looking for a new area to to sort of share your thoughts and talk with like-minded individuals head on over to lockedonlads.com and uh, there's a direct link there to join their discord so jump on in there because that discord is always popping and uh yeah you'll have a laugh you'll have a cry you'll learn some stuff maybe you'll get a guest spot on a podcast down the line who the hell knows <laughs> who knows but there's plenty of content there but um as far as content from an ap perspective obviously ap.net is a central hub where you can find all our podcasts and content if you wanted to get yourself some tasty merch shop ap.net you can get yourself tees hoodies hats caps you name it it is all there shipping globally uh, if you wanted to support us monetarily, obviously ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit for as little as a dollar a month. You get exclusive access to podcasts, perks, and giveaways. And uh, just be sure to rate, view, subscribe this podcast as well as all the Locked On Lads podcasts and all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify now with that new five-star system they've got there. It takes no time, costs you no money, means the world to us and helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. But listeners... This episode was not delivered to you in 30 minutes or less. So luckily for you legends, you get it for free. But closing us out on this fantastic ditty is an advert that highlights one of the underrated MVPs of 90s era potato chips. I'm talking about the limited time, much loved Smith's Country Kettle variety. The kitchen is now closed. So please sit on your tab, tip your waiter and be safe. Cal, thanks for joining me here. Much love and stay hungry. Take
Excitable. The Excitable Slow Cook Chip from Smith. Oh, the chippy chippy steak. Oh, the country cattle steak.